You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are your hosts, Jill and Mary. <laughs> I guess I'm in a singing mood today. <laughs> I've sung everything to everything's every girl. Been, everything's been a show tune over here. You know, that's how I want to live my life. <laughs> I want to live my life by show tunes. I love it. I everything's it, a song. It makes everything just that much happier. It is. That's when you know you're having a good day, too. Just singing a song. <laughs> sing along song. Sing song along. Well, we are so excited to talk on a subject today, today that we feel is really important. That we live, we eat, we breathe, we sleep. And it ties into what we talked about last week. We yes. talked about our workshop last week and we were just headed into it. We had this childlike excitement because we knew we were headed into a room of girls that we could impact. Yes. Impact being the key word there. Yep. Whose ears were open. And you guys, it was everything we wanted it to be and more. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. Totally. We were giddy little schoolgirls. In the most composed way. Absolutely. And what's cool and why Mary and I love leading workshops, why we love leading conversations with girls is because they are so in it. We see them as so capable. And when you give girls permission to show up that way, magic happens. Well, they're like a blank canvas or a sponge, right? Yes. You can paint things on them and they will absolutely take what you said, like full truth. And it's amazing because they're ready to just soak up the knowledge and to ask hard questions that they may have felt like they were facing alone and to watch every girl's hand in the room <sighs> shoot up. Like who here's been bullied? 14 little hands shoot, shoot up and they look around with that recognition that they're not alone and it's okay to talk about in the space that we created for them because they know they're safe. Yes. And that was, that was really important for us to really make sure that the space, because this was new for a lot of them, some of the girls that we mentor currently or past girls that we've mentored were also in the room. So it was really cool to create a space for girls that was different than school where, you know, they raise their hand and we're like, no, 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 go ahead and just, you know, say what's on your heart, say it out loud. So it was cool for girls to be like, okay, 
I can speak my mind. I don't have to properly raise my hand in certain situations, of course, to show respect, but girls were kicking off their shoes and they were going to the bathroom without permission. They were fully taking care of themselves. And that's what we wanted to empower from the get-go is you need to listen to what you need in order to be fully present with us. Well, and we get pushback on that because it's like, oh, yeah, like they're they're just going to run amok. They're going to go to the bathroom with their girlfriends and spend <laughs> 20 minutes in there splish splashing water around. And it's like, no, yeah. that's the coolest part. Mm-hmm. When you give them full authority over it to make the choice, more than likely, they're going to respect that choice, especially because it's a new situation where yeah. they're kind of unaware of what's going on or who they're around. They respected us the entire time. And I think we get we got more of their attention mm-hmm. because we allowed them to just show up in that way. The first yeah. thing I said was just logistics. The bathrooms are out to the left. There's a water fountain out to the right. Please go. Do what you need to do in the midst of us having these conversations. You don't need to ask me permission to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or to get a drink. And they all said, oh, my God, this is so different than school. Yeah. And that was a perfect opportunity for Jill and I to say we love a traditional school environment, but we also want to give you the opportunity to learn in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it, they were so engaged. It was heartwarming. It, I mean, it was everything we wanted it to be and more. Absolutely. And we're looking so forward to doing it again next week because we have two more sessions with this particular group. Mm-hmm. But we're really excited as to what this notion has kicked off for us. So there will be more on the workshop topic here in the next couple of podcasts, I'm sure. Yeah. But we said we were going to come back and talk about what we learned or what our biggest takeaway was. Mm-hmm. And I think Jill touched on this the last time we talked about this, about just the ripple effect. And that's where we really want to land today's topic is on the ripple effect as far as who is in your circle, the influence and the impact that you have on them. Because obviously Jill and I aren't there in every social situation. Mm -hmm. You know, when those girls are being asked to go to a party or I'm sure all of your kids have TikTok and there's things going around on TikTok that are challenges, quote unquote, of like, do this at school. Do this at school. Graffiti the bathroom. Slap a teacher. Slap a teacher. Like there's peer pressure that your kids will succumb to And you're not going to be there. Jill and I aren't going to be there. So what's the ripple effect in those situations? Mm -hmm. How are they being impactful? Who are they influencing to make a different choice based on this type of work, the work that they're enrolled in with us? Yes. One of our ground rules that we created for the girls in this workshop was we wrote it in quotes, try on. And Try on a way of being, a new way of being. And Mary and I always like to use like a a dressing room as an analogy. Like if you are usually shy and a little more reserved or timid in a new social situation, this is the space for you to try on that new bomber jacket that makes you feel so confident where you raise your hand first and you get to try to speak 
before anybody else who's sitting around you. You get to try on a new way of being so that when you leave this space with us and you go into your family and you go to school tomorrow and you go into your friends group, you got practice, you got the reps in, you got to see if that felt good in order for you to actually have that show up in your life or have you be that girl that you were like, whoa, that jacket, those jeans felt so good. I want to be her because when girls can stretch themselves or prove to them, to themselves that they're capable that's when the ripple effect happens in a positive way because it can go both ways. It can absolutely go both ways. Um, And that's, I think, really what we Mm want to talk about. It's like, if you've been involved in any sort of personal development or you've heard the gurus talk, like you are the people who you hang out with. It's The number is usually five. Mm -hmm. You're a sum of the five people you hang out with the most. So with that, like we can peg a personality or a way a girl is going to sway based on who her friends are. Yes. Like we're fully aware. And this was a notion that I did not understand when I was 16 because my mother did not like my best friend in any way, shape or form. And Mm -hmm. she let me know that at every opportunity that she got, that she didn't approve of the relationship I had with my best friend. And looking back, I can see why, because we were rude and we were very self-centered mm. and we just were living in our own little world yeah. to where we weren't pulling our head up and taking a look around at who we were impacting, who we were influencing and who we were affecting, quite honestly. Right. Well, and it came from your mom. Oh, yeah. So, so it was like, brush came, that off. Yeah. <laughs> mom, of course you don't like my French. Cool. Like, I'm going to hang out with her more. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But what happens if you heard it a different way? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like what we're bringing to these girls and in our workshops are probably conversations that their parents are having, but maybe we're approaching it differently. Well, it gives them a chance to critically think about why. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm just going to take a conversation we had with one of our girls today into consideration. She has a friend and this friend is toxic. I know it. Jill knows it. The writing is on the wall. It is very clear. And it's hard when you're so involved in a relationship to be able to see that. But she showed up to the conversation today just very blah, lacking energy. Mm -hmm. She said she's been sleeping for the past week. And she opens up about this tiff that she had with this friend. And we're listening because we're giving her the space to unload. She needs to get it out before Mm -hmm. we can problem solve with her. Right. But we painted the picture like this. Her energy is a gas tank. And she happens to be 15. And one of the stipulations she has as a 15-year-old is if she gets good grades, she maintains a 3.8 GPA, she will be rewarded with a vehicle at the age of 16, a nice vehicle. But if she doesn't, her end of the bargain, she has to wait to get her license till she's 18. Mm -hmm. So I said, is this person, this friend of yours that's draining your energy? Yeah, because she was on empty. Literally. Her gas tank, she was. That light had been on for a while. (laughs) The light was on. She was trying to find a gas station. And thank goodness she pulled into Jill and Mary's (laughs) Circle K. You know what I'm saying? We got to. Oh, my gosh. We got to fill her up. She was exhausted. Yeah. And I said, is this person 
worth sabotaging the goal of getting the car that you want at 16? Or is this person worth waiting till you're 18? Stop basically putting a stop on your life because you're investing so much energy in this person. Mm -hmm. This person who you now have said is unkind, doesn't care about your feelings, is utilizing what he knows about you in order to have the upper hand, like Jill just said it, the writing is on the wall, which we can see because we've been in relationships right. like that. We've yep. left relationships like mm -hmm. that, friendships, spouses, relationship-wise. And she perked up immediately and said, absolutely not. So to get her to see it from that way was cool. And mm -hmm. then Jill took it into the gas analogy. So will you, will you explain a little bit more about her tank? Yeah, well, she clearly showed up. Well, first of all, even before we saw her, she was texting us and out. Like, maybe we should just shouldn't meet today. I I'm, just don't feel good. I don't feel good. We and don't take like, that for face value. <laughs> we push back. <laughs> we were like, this is the perfect day for you to show up. And who knows what conversation needs to be had, but we know she needed to get something off of her chest to feel better, whether well, she that, was physically tired or emotionally tired. And that's why her mom sought us out mm -hmm. was because she wasn't talking to her. So she needed the space to unload. Absolutely. So telltale signs. Of course, we 100%. push back. We, yep. You know, and we'll see. We'll see in an hour. We'll see in an hour, honey. <laughs> she was like, OK, see you Fine. <laughs> so she shows up and you can just clearly... You can clearly tell that she was emotionally and physically exhausted. Arms are on the table. Her chin is on her hands. I mean, she just looked tired. And what Mary and I love about meeting girls where they're at, because we welcome all of their feelings. We don't expect them to show up 10 out of 10. Today, she was probably a 2 out of 10 when she showed up to us. And the analogy of the gas tank was she was clearly on empty. And in order for her to talk about what she's been holding on to because she didn't feel comfortable going to mom, or maybe she didn't feel comfortable going to her best friend, just her offloading some thoughts and feelings. And Mary and I, of course, we give her space, but we weren't going to just allow her to sit in that space and dwell. Because she would have wallowed for an hour. An hour. 60 and solid minutes. What she we did was we were the gasoline to fuel her tank up to, to full. And you could clearly see just energetically and even in her body language, the difference that she felt in the time that she spent with us. And of course, she didn't like a lot of the things that we might have been saying, but it made her think for her to say, wow, my time and energy, I'm literally giving it away and it's exhausting me. And I need moments like this to fuel me up in order for my tank to be full. So A, I can get a good grade point average to earn me this vehicle that she wants the when thing she turns that I want. 16 yeah. and we're like yes so if you are going to go to school and operate at a two how are you ever going to earn that goal of what you actually want mm. and it was funny because then we talked about the tank as far as the energy that she's giving away and when she's around this person that tank goes from the f line full 
to a quarter tank Mm -hmm. in 2.4 miles. And we all know that that is not great gas mileage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a gas guzzler. That's what we like. That's a gas guzzler. And the recognition, likening it to that, that's Mm -hmm. a different conversation had in a different way, right? So a parent could say something all day long about the friend being toxic, but all that kid hears is Charlie Brown's teacher. Right? Yes. So having a conversation in a different way where we allow them to just spew, get it out, and then we workshop it. Mm-hmm. And we bring examples to that, to the table, to where they understand exactly what we mean and can take that information and do with it what works for them. Absolutely. Maybe they get burned a couple more times. Right. We don't expect magic to happen after a conversation. But Jill said it so beautifully as we left the table. You can't unhear this conversation now. You can't unlearn what we just talked about. It's going to affect you because your self-awareness meter just went up a notch. Mm -hmm. Is this person worth sabotaging your goals for? Right. And Mary and I, we just uh, were, were, were vibing off of like, who has your ear? Yes. Who are the people in your life that have that heavy, influential hand over you? And the girl that we were working with, her friend has such a heavy hand over her. And in her mind, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I don't care. I'll just unfollow him on Snapchat and it's not not a big deal. But you can clearly tell that it's a big deal. It's a BFD. Whoa. It's a big If we were in a boat there, I mean, it was like we just hit something. There's water coming. We're going under. We're going under. Where's the life vest? It was, that's how Mary and I saw this. And we need her to see the urgency of how plugging that hole plugging that energy leak how influential this person has over her life and that you don't have to give away your power you can earn it back a hundred percent and you can prove to this person that he can't overstep boundaries or Mm -hmm. she can't overstep boundaries and it's not only who has your ear it's what has your ear right yes so it's the music we're listening to right it's what we're consuming on social media platforms I mean, we're seeing it right now in our country, in our day and age. It's like just such opposition based on what we're consuming individually. What we're consuming, we get more of. Oh, yeah. So if our daughters are obsessed with makeup, of course, on their discovery page on TikTok or Instagram, they're going to get targeted. And what do we know about girls in social media? We know that they don't feel better after consuming. So we have to like, these are the moments that we're like, who has your ear? Mm-hmm. Because or what has your ear? Like you said, because if it's, I'm obviously biased here, but if it's Jill and I that have these girls ears mm-hmm. for an hour a week and we can pour belief into them and give them strategies and tools to show up as their better self. Yes. I'm not, I'm not saying their best self. That's, Hard to attain. Absolutely. It comes with years of practice. But if we can get started much earlier, so if we have their ear and we're pouring into them and we're giving them these strategies and we're giving them these tools, guess who they get to go talk to? Ooh. Guess whose ear they're speaking into? And one one of the comments that was made to us after last Sunday was about 
self-talk. So we talked about how we're talking to ourselves and practicing being our own best friend. We called it a true friend voice. I'm going to, I'm going to, yep. You down with TFV? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. None of the girls got that. Of course they didn't, but we giggled. And I hope you guys giggle too. <laughs> TFE, true friend voice. Uh, we, we, you know, again, sing song. It's just sing part song. of who we are here at Girls um, Mentorship. Because we're our own biggest critic. Mm-hmm. We're the first ones to tell us that we look ugly or we did a terrible job or that we're an idiot when we yep. make a mistake. Like none of us are not guilty of doing that. Right. So we asked them, our only ask this week was to just be a little bit more in tune with that happening. And one of the moms emailed us and she said, we were all sitting around as a family and the girl's younger brother was coloring. And he said out loud, this is terrible. I suck at this. And she turned to him and she said, you wouldn't say that if it was your best friend. This is a 10 year old. (laughs) This is a 10 year old calling out her younger brother on being mean to himself. Mm -hmm. So she has his ear. Hmm. And I think of your friend group. I think of family in this situation and your family, your friends expose who you are and what you believe and what you believe. So for her to call out her little brother, I mean, I want to hang out with her. I so want to hang out with her because what she's exposing in him is that you're not stupid. It's beautiful. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. A WIP, a WIP, which we all are. And none of us started out as experts, right? So he can't expect himself to be Picasso. His expectations of his art skills were obviously clearly higher than they may have showed up for him that day. And so he was berating himself. And it was the perfect opportunity for her to turn around and say, I just learned this thing. And I want to deliver it to you in such a way where you practice being your best friend. So imagine 14 girls in our workshop and we have their ear. That was one example of a mom messaging us. We don't even know the other little nuances that could have happened to themselves or to their friends. Well, actually, we did talk to another girl today that we mentor one-on-one who is a part of it, who said she noticed that when school pictures were being taken, they got their IDs printed right then and there, and how everyone who looked down at their picture said it sucked. Yes. But they were very quick to tell their friends how good they looked. Yes. And she was self-aware enough at that point in time after the conversation, we just had to notice everyone downplaying how good their picture looked. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's it's situations like that where yeah. we might not notice it. Now they notice. Yeah. Now they notice. And it's up to them to cultivate a sense of confidence, a sense of loving themselves, a sense of speaking to themselves. Yes. Yeah. Positively in their friendship group. And that is so cool. It is. And I, I want to highlight that it's not just for these young girls to learn. It is a check-in of who has our ears as adults. Because I was in a situation this weekend where my dad was in town and my stepmom and their friends were here. And it was How old so, is your dad, Jill? He's 62. Full so, of life. Full of life. Hostess with the mostest. Oh, my goodness. You think he's, he has it all together. <laughs> yeah, he's our little ray of sunshine. But what I noticed in his group of friends, too, was... 
the inner critic, like who, who had their ear. And it was amazing where women, these grown women who were in their late fifties, early sixties were still having conversations that we have with our nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds, all the way, you know, to, to our teenagers that we work with around, I'm not good enough to be in this relationship or where I'm, I'm having problems communicating with my partner and then I'm going to leave. You know, it, when it gets hard, I just bail. And we're like, whoa, hang on. Right. Like, don't tell me these things. Don't tell this ear. Jill goes to coach mode. <laughs> I do. She's like, give me your ear now. Let me, yep. Yeah. Because I'm going to breathe belief into you. Absolutely. So exactly what you just said. Yes, we specialize in girls from the ages of eight to 18. And that is our pride and joy. It's our bread and butter. We love it. But we don't miss an opportunity to pour that same belief back into somebody who might be in their late 60s who still has body image issues. Absolutely. Because what are they listening to? Mm-hmm. What are they watching on TV? Right. What are their friends telling them? Totally. Are they still gossiping about how Mindy Sue looks better in a bathing suit than we do? I mean, right. yes, those conversations right. are still running rampant. Right. And I believe in my heart of hearts that God put us on this planet to have those conversations with these girls at an earlier age so mm-hmm. they're not stuck in their head talking negatively about themselves 60 years later. Absolutely. Because that's a prison. It is. And that was my wake-up call. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, there are still, Mary, I was I was like, I, oh, I need to text Mary I, right I, now. Yeah. I got to call <laughs> I her. need to tell her. Oh my God. That there are still, that there are still women out there struggling because sometimes I feel like, you know, most women at an older age, they've kind of like shed that part of them. That's what we think because we're in this work, but realistically, 90% of people have not been in this work. I pulled that stat right out of my butt, so don't quote me on it. But (laughs) I think think that's what I want to leave you with. Mm -hmm. Is that the vision you have for your daughter's future? Mm -hmm. Do you want her to be tearing herself down at 60? Do you want her to not be confident at at 50? Do you want her to be having tiffs with her spouse that go unresolved and you can cut the tension with a knife? What did we hear about your vision is your victory? Yeah. So what is the vision for your daughter? I love that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut No, I that we listened to the same the same talk. It's like um we all have visions for like the vacation we want to take mm-hmm. or the dream house we want to buy. But what's the vision for your daughter's future? Because that is her victory. Oh. So with that, like this work is so important. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why. Because if you don't have a vision for that, if you don't have a point to teach her these things or be in conversation with her around how important these tools and techniques are, and she's going to wind up just like the women that Jill's talking about. Absolutely. Unsure of themselves, still hating their body, mm-hmm. not fueling their soul with good podcasts and good conversations. I Amen. I mean, they're fueling their soul with glasses of wine and waking up feeling tired and mad at themselves the next day. Uh, the problem That's is a cycle. still there the next day. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So what is your vision for your daughter's future? And who has her ear? That's That's it. where we're going to end it. Yeah. That was a mic drop. So it is. Please take that, marinate on it. And if you don't have a clear cut answer, let us help you. Absolutely. Let us walk with you along this journey because we've dedicated our lives to this work. And we can be a part of that vision. A hundred percent. So with that, we'll report back next week with another 
amazing topic (laughs) on What's the Lesson Radio. (laughs) Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day, you guys. We'll chat soon. Bye. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship. (laughs) 